great guest and uh i i know that i'm not lying uh this person has been a friend of my one of the one of the best friendships one of my favorite people i've met in my time around the horror community and the independent horror community uh uh she's massively talented writer director fucking teacher effects artist actor just like the the whole like quadruple quintuple threat whatever the fuck it would be uh but more importantly than anything my friend who i love dearly who i have watched blossom into this incredible human being and we're going to get into all that wolf mccready Welcome to Why Did We Ever Meet. That that's the finest introduction I've ever received. Thank you so much. Uh now I don't know if you realize this. You were on with good with Matt Goodfriend and I on our old show. It was you, Hall, and Mike and, and Michael Malone. Malone, and they busted my fucking balls the whole time. Just just ran you up one side and down the other. It was, it was a miserable experience. I still remember it for that reason. <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> um, this this project is like, and we're going to get into all that, is a long time coming for you. Yeah, for sure. But the things that proceeded in your life that led to this, to this screenplay, to this, this movie, sobriety, uh, you know, like you're how candid you've been about your sobriety, about your, you know, about you discovering who you truly are as a person. Your willingness to be candid has been, and I've told you this before, has been has had an impact on me to be candid about about my shit with uh with my own mental health and and addressing it head on. Uh I, I starting from that point, this script that you're, you know, you're currently crowdfunding and, and doing well crowdfunding. We're going to get into yeah. that. Uh, how does everything proceeding up to that? How do we get to that script? What's... Oh gosh. That's a, that's a really loaded question. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but no, but like a really good one too. Uh, well, number one. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other for years and years and years and years and years. Um, yeah. It is well over a decade at this point. Um, it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, which is so cool and so crazy. And this is honestly the most face-to-face that we've ever been, which is also really I know, crazy. it's only ever been phone calls or text messages. It's the <laughs> yeah. dumbest shit in the world. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, but this is, yeah, number one, this is incredible. It's so cool to get to talk to you. Um, and yeah, I mean, you have seen me through so much of the tumult of my life, you know? I mean, yeah. it is... Um, <laughs> So to get to this point, to the point where it's like, it's funny. Yes, we are crowdfunding. Yes, we're pretty close to, uh, to making that goal, which has like, I've drafted a like, thank you to everybody. Uh, so it's funny that you, you open with that question because I do address a lot of that in that, um, thank you because for so much of my life, um, even, you know, pre sobriety, pre discovering, you know, who I was as a person, um, you know, I tried to make a feature for a long time yeah. and, um, I don't know. I, well, no, I definitely, know. I do know that I never would have been ready. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. 
And it wasn't until after getting sober that I really started to face the question of, can I? Um, Mm. Do I even have the ability? I think, like, previously I was going to go into it kind of blind. It was like, oh, well, this is just a thing you do, right? You say you're a filmmaker, you make a movie. (laughs) Um, And and my, my hubris, you know, under the influence was very much like, yeah, of course I can fucking do this. Why not, you know? (laughs) Um, so, um, yeah. So like after getting sober, it very much became the question of, okay, uh, do I even have this ability? Yeah. Um, so like getting to this point, you know, yeah, I mean, it has been a really crazy journey. I mean, I don't think that without, um, definitely without sobriety, definitely without figuring some stuff out, I, I definitely you know, would not have gotten to this point. Um, and I mean the big, you know, some of the big things is at some point you, I think like, (laughs) you know, this as a musician and, you know, as, as a creative person, you you don't always, you don't ever really stop having the imposter syndrome. Like, Oh no. Yeah. You know? Um, and as somebody who, who is dealing with their identity, um, and, and, uh, you know, that along with, I mean, because I'm newly out as a trans person. And yeah. um, so on top of that, trying to believe that I am also like a, a talented writer and filmmaker is, it's a lot, right? Like it's a lot to deal with all at the same time. Those are um, massive plates you're spinning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. Um, and so it really wasn't until uh, last year's, chattanooga film festival when i won the screen yes. competition for a pitch that was deeply personal to me um dream of drowning is what i pitched last year and it it really is about identity and about uh it, it turns out as i like after winning that pitch and had to actually hunker down and write the full script yeah uh, um i discovered so much about my transness and who I was. Um, and that really, and then, and then it, this, you know, again, at a certain point, it's like, Oh, you have to just accept that you did a good thing. Right. Like, yeah, you can say, Oh, the script kind of got universal acclaim, right? Like it was, it was very well received afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we tried to make that movie for the better part of last year. Um, and it just kind of became the situation of, um, too like it's such a big project for a first time yeah. feature director. Yeah. Um, and so this really wonderful opportunity came about for me to be able to make another feature um, with some seed money in place. Yeah. And yeah, we we've had the idea for this film, um, giving up the ghost, um, for a, a few years now, and it and it kept being a thing of like maybe we should do it as a short for like proof of concept. Um, but then this opportunity came about and it was like, yeah, this is, I mean, initially I pitched something with you and cash, which was a crazy, yeah. which was a crazy, uh, Krampus horror musical, um, that I still incredible pitch, by the way, like, <laughs> I, like I, I, I want, I don't ever want to give it away in the, in the hopes that it would come to life one day. It's Hands down, one of the best pitches. Oh, thank I've you so heard. much. Yeah, and I really, I still want to make that at some point. Um, I also pitched a weird, um, 
wrestling imaginary friend thing um <laughs> that was also liked but it was kind of like well this isn't genre really you know like it needs yeah. heavier you know and then so it was like oh okay well i've got this ready-made thing you know that i we've had this concept for forever so let's, let's yeah. dive into that so yeah i mean that's kind of the long-winded like um how how we get here you know yeah. um it's been a lot of moving parts you know i mean uh, uh, it equal it equally feels like it's been no time at all and equally feels like i mean everything has been leading up to this moment you know yeah absolutely absolutely um now does it when because i do remember i mean you've talked about this concept for a few years sure yeah so keep coming to the surface in terms of projects you were working on um I, do you feel like it needed to go through all of these different iterations along with you before it became like, no, this is the fucking one. This is now is the time for this one to, to come to life. Yeah. That's interesting because there, there is an amount of like that kind of thing with like, as you revisit projects, like that kind of thing comes up. It's interesting because ghost has always been the thing that's like, we're almost like we almost make it, you know, yes. it, and really it's almost been this short idea um, for, yeah. for so, so, so long um, where it was like, okay, we'll shoot this proof of concept. If, if that doesn't have, like if nothing comes of that, at least we have a yeah. full short film. Um, and the short film has been like weaved into the feature, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. But yeah, it, less so than some other things, but it has been this interesting, like, okay, after this, we're going to do ghost, you know, like yeah. after this, we're going to do ghost. And it just never really materialized. Um, and I think, you know, there's, I mean, there's several different reasons for that, but like, as I've been thinking about it lately, I, you know, something, sometimes things just like unfold in front of you and yeah, you just get this like really uh you know it's i I don't want to call it lightning in a bottle yet because i don't know how it's gonna turn out but it is you know kind of kismet in that we've gotten the we've got this opportunity there was this ready-made idea the people who are involved kind of i mean our cast has come together so quickly um very much in the way of like, oh, of course, this makes sense. This person makes yeah. sense. This person makes sense. You know, even if it wasn't somebody who like I initially thought of at all for the film, it was sure. like, oh, this is a perfect, you know, uh, yeah. for a good example being um, my buddy Ronald Short. Uh, he, well, you know, he just kind of has been very supportive over the years. He's an actor and a filmmaker and incredibly talented. And I didn't even the part that I offered to him was not even a part that I like anticipated. Yeah, um, sure. Him for. I mean, the, the, I, and I kind of wanted somebody much more, um, like likable, but you still was like this kind of douchey male lead yeah, kind yep. of thing. Absolutely. Ronald is not that guy at all. Like he is, a, <laughs> he's instantly very charismatic, but also very lovable and just like, 
you know, like the yeah. the kind of guy you don't want to see anything terrible happen to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it is that kind of thing that it's like, wow, this really has happened at the perfect time. Sure. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been very strange in that way. Like, I mean, it, I don't know. Everything about this has just felt right, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Because I was very full steam ahead about the Krampus idea. Like, I really wanted to do Yes, that. yes. It was a very impassioned pitch, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I really thought, and then everybody was just kind of like, this is an insane thing to do for this amount of money. Like, uh, even if you crowd. And I was like, okay, fair enough, yeah. you know. Um, yep, yep. So... Yeah, it has felt like um, everything has kind of been leading up to this and like it is the right time for it, you know? Yeah, that's great. And I, that, how much of, how much of your journey, like how, how much of who you are and these changes in your life, sobriety, uh, you know, come like for lack of a better way of saying it, coming to terms with your trans your transness how much of that is woven into these characters for you like it it's gonna come out because yeah the, the catharsis of writing this script a, as a feature and developing these characters inevitably the path of sobriety the path of discovering oneself those are always going to work their way in how much of it informed the characters and the overall script itself yeah, that's that's a. You're really good at this. Has anybody ever told you that? I've been known. I've been known yeah. to do this. This is um, this is really good. Um, I feel like that's not a thing that gets said enough. Um, you're you're when when you're good, you, you should you should know that you're good. Well, thank um, you, thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, that's that's that is also a great question. Um, with this particular script, it's interesting. I think the overarching idea of the cycle of abuse is the thing that like mm. I am bringing to this. Um, yes. The, my, my queerness and my transness do don't necessarily inform so much of it in this moment. Um, I think what really, because we, you know, I'm still finishing up work on the script. Um, yeah. and there, there is like a weird kind of secondary romance thing that, Mm, probably has a little bit to do there, but sure. the the bigger the bigger thing is like uh, this the idea for this script came out of the idea of the cycles of violence and why we stay in abusive relationships and and whether that be friendships or familial relationships or you know romantic relationships like yeah. why do we why do we allow this to happen right um, and that's what giving up the ghost is is really about. Um, to just kind of give the quick elevator pitch, it's about Iris and Iris, you know, is the survivor of this terribly abusive relationship. And she and her ex were in a horrific car accident and he died, but he's not gone. And so the movie is really about her finding her agency and her strength and finding the ability to finally, you know, give up the ghost. Um, Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of, as as a survivor of abuse, um, as as somebody who, over the last decade, 
has had a few relationships that um, were were certainly uh, abusive towards me, I had to really kind of analyze that question, right? Of like, why yeah. do we, why do we keep doing this? Um, and yeah, that that's kind of you know what what helped inform Iris's journey and what has helped in, inform her journey. I think like who she has to become as a person by the end of the film, like yeah. the strength that she has to find definitely is informed by a lot more of what I've had to endure sure. over the last few years. Um, yeah. But it really does like, it is a survivor story. It does. I mean, it harkens like to a lot of nineties femme empowerment movies, you know, um, the, you know, like the, the, the heroines in those films, like finding their strength and agency and right. Right. Um, yeah, so I think in that more, I think I got a lot of, um, and I, you know, my my transness, I'm sure, is something that I will continue to, uh, yeah, discuss and discover over over, you know, many projects. Yeah, I, absolutely. I was able to get, so I figured out. I mean, I was able to finally say, oh, I'm a trans person, like because of Dream of Drowning. Okay, uh, that that was the thing, and I, you know, in in like in my uh, pitch deck, you know, I said I I kept like alluding to it, and then by the end of the like by the end of writing it, it was like no, like I'm I'm trans, and like this is, yeah, you know, the, a lot of this story is about like trying to be put back into a box I cannot possibly absolutely yeah, um, and so you know I think. I mean, you know this just about art in general. Like we are, we are constantly, you know, hopefully with the help of like therapy as well. But like we are constantly, um, you know, working on the self through art, right? Yes, absolutely. It's one of the outlets. It's one of the more therapeutic outlets. Is is art? You know, yeah. I mean, it's an extension of therapy, in my opinion. Do you find that like? Um, one of the, you know, like you've got music. Do you find that the podcast is also helpful for you to like? Work yeah. Yeah. Yes. Especially like in the sense that like there are conversations that I've had on the show, like even if, even if it's just the ones with my wife and I, like we'll openly work through a conversation and record it. And I'm not saying that's for everybody, but right. it is, I think it, I think where it is beneficial in the same way, like you, you would be doing so, you know, with the phases of a script, we'll say. Um, while it's it's a step in your process, someone else on the exterior of that is going to possibly hear that and be like, "Oh, yeah, no, that hit that that I can I can connect to that, I can relate to that," and it's something that helps them. It, it unlocks another door for them that maybe, hey, I need to explore this part of me that I've kept locked away why is it locked away why right. why have i not addressed it yeah. and uh, yeah definitely it definitely is like you know I, I, in addition to like talking to my friends and talking to musicians that i love and filmmakers it is an opportunity like i want to know i don't i don't have the same lived experience as you so how could i possibly be my best self if i don't see other individuals and 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 learn about their walk yeah i think that that's uh, thank you for saying that. I mean, I think yeah. like, that is a tremendous amount of um, 
good, good introspection that, that I wish more people would do a little bit more <laughs> digging on. I think that that's, uh, you know, not to, not to blow smoke or toot your horn, but that's like yep. one of the things I love about your podcast is like y- your conversations with, you know, the family and just like mm. y'all, d- y'all don't sugarcoat shit, which is really nice. Like it's, it's, no. it's y'all on your sleeve. And I really do love that. And it, and it is, that's why I ask because it does feel very therapeutic in that way. It does feel very much yeah. like, Hey, let's talk about this thing that's going on right now in our lives. You yes. Know? Yes. Uh, and it doesn't always feel I, I don't say this as an audience member. It doesn't always feel maybe like the most comfortable for y'all, but it, it, it does. No, it's not a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it does. It just feels like, okay, well let's do it anyway. You know, yes. um, this is yeah. helpful. Um, yes. And I, I do really appreciate that. I think that that's really fun. Well, cool. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. One, one of the, so to blow smoke up your ass now, <laughs> one of, one of the things that I have most admired about being able to call you a friend is we've known so many people. You and I were birthed of the horror blogosphere. And there are people that talk a lot and talk to big game and nothing came to fruition. Then there were people like you that didn't have to, didn't have to talk about it. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to get better at writing. I'm going to get better at effects. You want me to act? Fuck yeah. I'm going to act and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And also audience, just, just a sidebar, quick, quick aside. Wolf can act her ass off. (laughs) Great, great comedic timing, great comedic delivery. I'm just saying, um, but Back on back on track. Uh, you you put the work in. You're willing to like attempt and fail and learn and attempt again. Not everybody is willing to do that. Not everybody because they'd rather talk about it. They'd rather stand on the ledge and talk than actually do the jumping. And you were you were the type that like no, I'll jump. I I, I have to. I got to try and swim. I got to see if I can do this. And watching that that it's been this like and i mean this in the best way possible incremental growth in projects and and uh and development and abilities you've had this steady incline in the positive direction not a lot of people can can say that and look at looking at your credits and looking at the things you have accomplished doing that in a sensible continuously working manner. That's not how this shit works with movies. You know that (laughs) there's a lot of burn bright and burn out quick. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of the, the could have been's and should have been's. And then there are people like you that are like, Nope, I'm going to develop the skill. I'm going to develop the craft. And I, that's, that's honestly like at one of the most admirable things about you is your, your willingness, your stick to itiveness of, no, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna grind for a bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Thank you. I uh, yeah. Never, not only not only is that one of the nicest things anybody's ever said. Um, I don't know that anybody has actually ever said it exactly that way. Um, I will say that you know I think pre sobriety it was very much like a 
well, fuck it. I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. And that makes sense. Yeah. You know, but, but it was still, because like the acting stuff like came then it was like, Oh, I'm just going to do this thing, you know, because like, I like these people and I want to give it a try. And yeah, I don't know any better, you know? Um, and so I was just like, okay, I'll go ahead and do that. The the other part of that is the, the thing that I've had to learn to combat on this side of things is like doing a thing, failing and not feeling intense self-loathing about that, not hanging, yeah. you know, not hanging my entire self-worth on uh, how well a thing was received or done. <laughs> you get it, you know, it, oh, it's the compulsion of an artist. Like, yeah. no, fuck it, I made this. I'm proud of it. Yep. The in the public in the public sector, you're like, oh God. Well oh, you, oh God. <laughs> you you were very supportive of me uh during the time that I made a uh a a exploitation film uh, yes. uh many years ago that in in hindsight is a thing that I just do not agree with anymore. I'm very proud that we did it. Yeah. I'm a proud of yeah. like a lot of the effects work in it. Um but like, I don't like the person I was when I was making it. Understood. Know? Understood. Um, yeah. I don't like the content of a lot of it, you know, yeah. uh, because even as like a, a lost throwback exploitation film, there's still things that like, obviously I would never put in a movie today. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but that was another thing of like so much about the making of that. And then the surrounding, uh, post release of that that i had to really fight that idea of self-loathing and like that yeah. my entire identity did not hang on the success of this thing yeah. um and then you know the trying to for a solid decade and this is you know like again pre-sobriety of trying to get terms made you know and trying to get that film going and like yep. Yep. it just it just almost kept happening and almost kept happening and almost kept happening yeah and like again just saying like okay you know being very um down on myself about those things what has what the, what has happened in the last decade you know nearly of being sober yeah. It has given me the the, uh, the ability, and not all the time, but, you know, more often, the ability to to try a thing and and say, okay, that didn't, you know, like... Yep. My first, my first short film upon getting sober was called Guilt Girl, and it yeah. was a kind of a deconstruction of the slasher subgenre and like what happened, it was about survivor's guilt and it was about like what happens to the survivor after this thing, after this horrible attack happens. Um, and, um, and so that was a blast to make. Uh, okay. But we had some real production issues specifically with the sound quality that ended up, kind of hampering the film um it was stuff that like mm. we did it we did a big like the uh, premiere in a theater for it and mm. and like people were very kind and like you know had a lot of nice things to say about it but it's not something that i could ever really put out because of those issues you know yeah um yeah and, and it took me it took me a little bit to really like be okay with that and, and yeah. to just yeah. to do the thing that you're talking about of just like okay we just have to keep moving on and yeah. moving forward um, 
and yeah, and I just, I kept writing and I kept, you know, trying different things and so much of, of any of that success that you're talking about, of any of that incremental growth has come out of a place of, of being, being better with myself, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Buckaroo Banzai says, you know, wherever you go, there you are. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and I've kind of had to live by that of like, okay, it doesn't matter what project I'm working on. It doesn't matter, you know, what I'm writing or what, you know, the people I'm surrounding myself with, wherever I go, there I am. And I have to live with myself. And so like, how yes. do I do that to the best possible way? Um, Absolutely. And that's really what this has been about. It's been about getting to a point to feel like, cool, I'm a very big proponent of you can't be good for other people until you're good for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, I, I feel that about art too. You know, I feel like, I feel like you can't really engage with a project to the best of your ability until you're in the right place to do it. Um, and so my ability to make a feature film has really hinged on, and it, it, it's so like uh, shallow and superficial, but it, but it's my job, right? Like I'm, I'm a filmmaker. So like, if I, yeah. if I, if I can't be a healthy human being, then I can't make a fucking film, you know? Abs yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we made, I, I, you know, I was partnering with a guy for a while and we made a really successful short film called hit and run yep. um, that, that played a lot of festivals and then was picked up by alter, um, which was huge for us. Um, yeah. And that was kind of like the taste I needed to be like, Oh, okay. I, I can do this. Like I, I can do this. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then through us, like trying to make some other shorts and stuff like that, it was like, cool. What is lacking here? Oh, it's resources. Like we, if I have yeah. resources, then I don't have a problem. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I really, I focused on the writing and, and kind of here we are today. Um, but I appreciate you saying that because it, I mean, it is true and it is more true in the last decade. You know, it is more yeah. true of like getting sober really um, obviously changed, you know, everything. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, and it, it allowed me a lot of those functions. So, you know, not, yeah. to, not to fucking have a sobriety ad here, but Jesus. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> there's, <clears throat> comes up on the show a lot but people are complicated people are complex and those complexities and those complications of who we are as individuals when you're a creative when you when you're creating art there's a lot of nuances to these people and you you've worked in so many collaborative settings as i have and in the tensest moments we see I don't even consider that like, you know, how people are like people reveal that that's who the, their true self is. I don't agree with that. Right. I think you reveal a part of yourself in those moments and what you what you do from that, what you take from that and go, OK, so under this amount of pressure, this is this person's response. So next time I do this, and if I do this again with this individual, how do I do it in a way that we can eliminate that factor? Inevitably, in a project, there's going to be stress. You're working in a film with, a, with you know, for, all, for the creative stuff that you and I have always been involved in. These are modest budgets, my friend. These are not, we're not playing with fucking Walt Disney's money here. So, uh, 
what we're what we're forced to do is go okay so in these restricted moments how do we how do we alleviate the tension enough so each individual can not boil over right and i think i think that's why it's important that's a long-winded way of me saying i think it's important for you to talk about your sobriety because the version of you working on a project pre-sobriety to a decade later, a little older, a little wiser, a little more weathered, have seen some shit that had to, you had to reckon with in sobriety. Yeah. That you wouldn't have handled the same way previously. It does factor into that creative process in such a massive way. It's funny that you say reckon with because, like, the first, the first big realization – that then led to the big thing of sobriety, which is not just like not fucking drinking, but like yeah, introspection. Um, oh. what was this idea of I used to think I was an asshole when I drank. Sure. No, the idea, the truth of the matter was I was an asshole and I drank. Yeah. So yes. like coming to that realization and then being like, cool, what do we do to make this right with yourself? And then what do you do to try to make this right with other people? Yeah. Um, and there have, you know, I I know for a fact that there are at least a few people who I worked with previously to getting sober who would not work with me again. Um, and I yeah. and I cannot fault them for that. You sure. Know? Sure. I, yes, I, absolutely. I, I don't like the person I was. Why would I expect them to give me another shot? They, they don't yep. owe me that. No. Um, so very, you know, it is very much a... Um, I just have to like understand that and and also not uh feel shame for that, you know, like we can't do anything with shame, you know, shame is is one of the only things we can't do anything positive with. Right. Um, and I have to move on from that and, you know, and and continue to try to learn and grow from that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean I've made listen, I've made no secret that like how important sobriety has been to me and like i also make no secret that i you know like my my situation could have gotten much worse before i caught it and did something about it yeah um but it didn't have to because i fucking caught it and did something about it you know right right yeah uh, like i don't need this like you know uh rock bottom story to to have no made a big difference in in my life Um, yes Yes. And I hurt some, you know, we mentioned uh, our buddy Josh Hole earlier. Um, mm. I, I fucked up. Like, I really, like, I hurt that friendship. And I was, that was honestly one of the deciding factors in, in getting sober was like, it was for a film thing. And I, I made an ass out of myself. And yeah. I, I came home from Indiana and thought, oh boy, like I gotta do something. Like I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't keep doing this. You know, like I can't keep acting this way. Um, and you know, thankfully, like Josh has remained. You know, after that, it took it took several months. I, I understood. I honestly, you know, yeah, yeah, of course. I would say maybe sure. even honestly, the better part of a year before we really hashed it out and talked about it. Um, but you know, he has remained one of my best friends and, yeah. you know, I'm and he's a supporter of, of your work too. He he's, really is. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's a, 
that's an iron sharpens iron situation. You know, Absolutely. I mean that that dude is has blossomed into such a tremendous writer, um, and just a fucking workhorse. Like that dude is, yeah. Like, nobody has the output like he does. On top of, you know, like doing everything he does with his job, and I mean it's yeah. it's truly kind of remarkable. Um, and all of that is, to, you know, like he has that's what's been so great about like your friendship i mean because all of these kind of friendships came about about the same time which is yeah yeah insane. um yeah we were talking about like the last film he made you know was kind of what was the beginning of the end for me like there was a huge i i i did not hurt our friendship during that shoot but that that shoot really broke me in a lot of ways. Um, okay. Yeah. It was for his film chopping block. Um, yes. it, we, it was just a very troubled production. Um, yeah. not, I, I'm not saying anything that he wouldn't himself say. No, no. He, yeah. Yeah. He's... Um, but, um, yeah, it, it was kind of the, the beginning of the end, but I, I say that to say, like he said that it was like four, I think 14 years ago is what he figured out. And I, that kind of broke my brain. I was like, there's no way that it's been that long, you know? That blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really, really crazy. Um, so all of that, like, together is is this kind of, you know, the, the, the sobriety has been such an important part. And, I mean, I think maybe a better, even better than calling it sobriety recovery because, like, I yeah. lump a lot of the mental health stuff in there too, which I have yeah. also not shied away from talking about, um, yeah. you know, and I've, I, I was doing monthly check-ins. I don't, I don't do those every month anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I do, you know, when I feel like I've got something I need to say, I, I will write up a little thing and it, it, it's less about accountability now, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's more about like, hey, I wish somebody had said this thing to me, you know, when I. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I fully understand. That. Yes. And I think a lot of those posts, it, they a lot of them, especially the early ones, are about accountability. But as I really started to get into the shit and get into the minutia of what I was dealing with, it more became about, damn, I really want to talk about this thing because I bet somebody else is feeling this thing or has mm. felt this thing, mm. you know. Um, yeah. So, and that's honestly kind of how I approach writing and screenwriting and, and all of it is like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's things in, in ghosts that it's like, I th- I mean, you, you, like you and I have definitely talked about this before. And I think like, we're probably on the same page with this. The, the film film is at its best when it is filtering those real life things oh, through no question. Yeah. Genre. Yeah. I think that's why we, gravitate towards this towards horror you know absolutely yeah it's it's the genre that does it the best you know yeah um to be able to filter the real horrifying things that that we go through into into a weirdly palatable thing is is tremendous Um, it's fascinating that horror can like we we found a way to with this genre the we found a way to to like zero in our and filter our 
our fears and our insecurities, and we've turned them into these stories about these, you know, for lack of better term, monsters. Yeah. Um, and ultimately what ends up happening then is you, 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 you're tapping into something that so many other people are also struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I like, I think I, I know you and I are, are on the same page of knowing that like, there's so much catharsis and horror. Yes. Because you are seeing some of your own pain and fear uh, manifesting in, in someone else's story, but ultimately it, it, it hits home with you. And I think, as we've watched society progress, if we as we've watched our, you know, I mean, or devolve, depending on, you know, which aspect you come from, I uh, like right now, like, look, we've seen th- there's been a pretty good hunk of the last five to eight years where familial trauma has has definitely informed the lexicon of horror screenwriting. Absolutely. Reason. There's more people that are addressing their trauma. There's more people addressing their mental illnesses. And it's going to manifest in those sort of in those sort of uh, monsters, so to speak. Yeah. And I, like those things, sobriety, uh, deal, like people that are trying to figure out who they are, uh, mental illness, abuse, all like these are all pieces of that puzzle that make up complex people that tell complex stories. And when filtered through that fictional lens, horror is the place to do that like that when people ask us why horror these are the reasons and a million others it's funny during like this this press for the for the campaign like it's yeah i've talked a lot about that thing of like why horror you know i mean it's i've been asked that a few times and it it is those reasons it is it is exactly those reasons of of those things (laughs) you know i mean i i am the child of abuse and like the monsters before anything else were my comfort because the horror of a movie was never going to be as bad as what I went through as a kid. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, horror has always been my home and like, it's such, I mean, you know, this, it is such a tremendous community, you know, I mean, we, we, you and I made friends through it. Like, we have stayed friends through it, you know? Yeah. I remember one of my, like, best memories of you and your family was, like, you hunting, trying to hunt down a Sam action figure. Mm, I was going to bring this up. Yeah. Uh, for <laughs> cash. And, like, I was just in a position where I could make that happen. And it yeah. was just, like, and not for any other reason than it was, like, I love you. I love your family. And I was yeah. just, like. You know, and this is still years ago, you know, like you and I have grown our friendship even more since then. And it's just, like, you know, I've gotten to see your kids grow up like I've Uh gotten to see, you know, your your family grow and like see you grow. And it's just and it's largely in part because of genre. How fucking it is. (laughs) It's fucking it's amazing. Like and for what it's worth, you can't see it from here. That Sam remains on display (laughs) in this house. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so happy. Good, good. It it stays with us. And it's the 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 family like look fandom i think you and i both agree on this fandom <laughs> you fandom is a real motherfucker anything you yeah. love beware of the fan of the thing you love because you're like yeah that guy sucks <laughs> like, like i thought we both like this why are you so shitty but you find the pockets where the thing that brought you together was horror 
the thing that keeps you together is the heart. people. Yes, the heart. And and that's where uh, you and I have been fortunate of befriending these people. Like, you know, like, well, look, BJ, BJ Colangelo is a, a, a dear mutual friend of both of ours, family. And those are things that were born of fucking horror blogs and websites. Like, that's that's such an incredible gift to know that monster kids grow up to be adults who seek each other out and find each other and can lean on each other for real things. Yes. Talk movies. Yes. Get excited about movies. Yes. Get angry about movies. But the people are, are the glue of the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty tremendous. You know, you said monster kids and that's like, you know, from the origination of that, phrase to now like what that meant then to now is is yeah so interesting and like yeah we we have and it, and it is kind of this perfect snapshot of time like how we yeah. found each other all of us is a is an uh landscape that doesn't really exist anymore yeah. you know the yeah. horror blogs and horror websites have kind of, kind of fallen by the wayside unfortunately i do yeah. think we're i do think it's coming back which is pretty cool um and i do want to see it again because it was a uh, there was so much talent and like oh it, you know i mean the, the people we worked with on blood sprayer were just yeah, there's insane insane brains that were writing on that website like yeah. i mean I, like for what it's worth Somebody like Bill Adcock. I was who, just going to mention Bill. I was just going to mention Bill. God damn it. Like, what a brain. Yeah. Like, like, and and understanding these old, weird niche aspects of, yep. of monsters and monster movies. Nobody and, writes like Bill does. Like, nobody. Nobody. No. And and it, we've seen it play out. Like, the way he writes these, these literal, like, role-playing Scenarios. games. Yep. Like, fucking, like, a brilliant brain. BJ's another example of somebody yes. who... Super biased. She's like my she's my sister. <laughs> but watching the evolution of the young lady who ran this blog and was processing her trauma as a teenager, as yes. a teenager, to now who is a respected voice of of inclusivity and 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 also like left out a lot, kindness and restorative justice in the world and it's filtered through the movie lens, but yes, like having that voice ha like we've been so blessed to be around such smart, creative, gifted people. I think it's like, especially important to sing her praises because of like her journey, what we know of her and like what, you know, like what she has done with her life. Absolutely. It's just so tremendous yeah. and has always remained kind has yes. always remained good of heart and like has yes. always remained such a supportive, just beautiful human being. And like, yes. we don't get that very often. And like, nope. if anybody deserves to succeed in life, it's fucking her, you know? Yep. Like, yep. Um, I, I like she and I competed against each other in the first, uh, covid year of the of the screenplay competition and she won that year and it was yeah. just such a beautiful number one her pitch was just dynamite and yes. then she just like has such poise and just 
charisma and like is just a genuinely i mean like one of the most creative minds you know yeah and absolutely to, to see her finally get to i say finally to see her you know over these last several years get to become the person she was always meant to be yes is, is just really tremendous we could yes. we could do a podcast where we just sing praises on people like, just, yeah we could because we've been blessed with so many like <laughs> i'm so glad the two names that we mentioned with with bill and bj they're also two people who are genuine there's yes. not it it's it's not their their compassion uh and is is a genuine thing it's not a you know like i'll do this if you give me this in return it's not those they're not those type of people Never. what a blessing to have those sort of people in our lives because of fucking freddie and jason <laughs> like, <laughs> thing to bring beauty into your life but like yeah. art's fucking amazing that way <laughs> yeah it's um it's very very cool i uh you know and it has again it goes to that thing of i am so thankful <laughs> that it has kept so many people in my life, you know? Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and very rarely, um, I have, I had to filter any of those people out. You know what I mean? Like it, it's less than, than not. And that's a, absolutely. That's yeah. a knock on wood. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to know that most of the people that we became friends with and have continued to be friends with uh, Jesse Bartell and I were just talking about this. Oh, I love Jesse. <laughs> oh my god! I I just did the first of uh, his. He did a double zero episode of his podcast, but I did his zero one episode of his podcast, and it was I, another one. Just the most genuinely yeah. kind and yes, and heart on his sleeve human being, and just yep. that same deal though of like, damn, this is you know like we we talked about like meeting people and like just. These are these are lifetime friendships, oh, you know. It's it, it's incredible, and <clears throat> to know that, like, like when I saw when the clip went up of the two of you talking, I yeah. I was just like instantly like ear to ear. I'm like, oh <laughs> man, what what great fuck! Like horror has given has given us people that we could turn to that like. Like, well, was it because of the movies? No, but that foundation of like why what connected us also made these these individuals the people that you could trust were like, oh, I can't tell my family this or I can't tell this. I can tell this person yep. because that person is going to hear me. No, no bias, no judgment, just from a place of love and empathy and and maybe even give me like if if nothing else, an ear, but also it, you know, at best case scenario would be give me some advice that I can go, oh, yeah, you know, I should see it from that perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. It, we've been we've just been so fucking lucky because these these dumb these dumb rubber masks, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and fake blood. And, and it it does lead me to this question. What? I've been making a conscious effort to take in as much new horror as possible. Yeah. I want to see the young voices. I want to hear the young voices. I want to see the young faces. I want to engage. I'm not one of these, like we all went through the phase of like, I don't like that. Like it's, what does that get? It doesn't get you anywhere. Sure. Open your mind up. Enjoy it. 
Where do you sit now when you look at the new faces, the new voices in horror, the like how we're how characters are are being introduced in scripts and how we're we're representing a lot of different types of people now? How do you how, what is your perception of the current phase that we're in? It's. I mean, I think like we're entering and have been in the beginning stages of like another golden age, you know, I think yes. like, and I think so much of that, um, so much of that has to do with, um, the, you just said it, the voices that are being, um, like championed for, um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm blanking on a name, so I'm looking it up real quick. Sorry, I'm trying. No, you're good. To, yeah, I'm trying to be uh, super cash about this, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it such a shitty. Once I like, once I say like, oh, I'm looking. It's like, well, you're not being so casual anymore. Um, I think like we have gotten. Talk to me was a really good example of like, oh, yeah, oh, cool. These people look like real people. These people, like these are real. You know, we have like. A, a trans or non-binary character, you know, like we mm-hmm. have like, like uh, kids that are shitty in a real world way, which is, I yeah. always appreciate like, yes, that was the kind of like representation that I want, you know, as like, a yeah. trans, like I want, I want just let people be normal. They don't have to be uh grief fodder, you know, they don't have Ooh. to be, like you know, um, a really a really good example of this for me was the most recent Evil Dead movie, um, where the brother is played by a trans person, and it is never like dis- like their transness is never really discussed. Never discussed, so, yes. Which I number one, I really appreciate, but they're also just so stupid. Like they're just so and like. I'm just going to play the record. And it's like, yeah, you are, you big dumb, yep. dumb. You, you, yep. you hot dummy. Yeah, go for it. Yep. Some real himbo behavior. If yep. I've ever seen and I was just like, mm, beautiful. Give me more. I'm num, 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 num. Give me more of that. <laughs> yep. um, but I think that there's more of that like happening. Uh, Alice Mayo McKay, like she is a Australian filmmaker um, who has done some very like queer and trans uh, forward um, horror films. Yeah. Uh, that's a voice that's going to be huge, you know, yep, like, yep. and it is that thing. Like there are just these really interesting takes, like whether you love them or hate them, that's it. You know, we talked about that meh, kind of, you know, like arms yeah. crossed. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to yuck your yum. I'm yes. just, I'm just done with that. I have no time for it. I don't, you know, and, and like, I know, I know that we both come from that, you know, like I, like we definitely would both like, bang a drum as loud as we could about like why this thing sucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and there's, and you know what we got from it? Fucking nothing. 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 You know, yeah. I, I like, I will still rib Josh Hull about like his love of every fucking horror movie that comes out. No matter. All right. Now I, we do need to do address this and I'm a yeah. bust about this because I love him. Yeah. Brother, everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's insane. It is. It's like, and I, Hey, I get it. There's there's artistic value in you know in most things. Yes. Nobody fucking loves Halloween ends the way that motherfucker. No, loves. no, except 
and, and, and you know, he's one of the people that I'm like, all right, take it easy, Josh. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Pump the fucking brakes. Um, but I do. It we is one you, of Josh. the things that I genuinely love about him is that he yes. has like yes. such a heart for like. You know, something really probably sucks if he doesn't like it. Um, it's a great indicator, though, right? If, usually if Josh is, yeah. like, I don't know about this one. I'm like, I am not touching that with yeah. a ten yeah. mile pole. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wait. I'm waiting until that one is streaming. I am not like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't get us anything to just sit around and like talk shit on a thing. Like, I did not love Scammering. No. Yeah. Like I didn't okay. skin yeah. and it didn't do anything for me. And I, I tried three times. Like the first time my partner and I, we were like, no, okay, this just isn't going to do it for us right now. Yeah. And I tried again in like the middle of the day, watched the whole thing. And I was like, ah, I'm still not. And yep. then I did the whole thing where I turned out the lights. I put on the headphones and I was just like, no, you know, <laughs> however, that movie did fucking gangbusters. It did. And, yep. and yep. that is huge for horror. It know? is. It's yes, because you're doing something totally different. And like I I have the benefit of having zoomers in my house. Yeah. And particularly with Roxy, I mean Cash is older now, so like Cash is doing Cash thing and he watches all this <laughs> stuff. But Roxy is really immersed in being a monster kid. She draws, she's into that's her thing. So She's the one that wanted, she wanted, she's the one that told me about Skin of a Rink. <laughs> of I, TikTok, love that. I love you know? that. I know, I know, because of TikTok, of course. Sure. Uh, so, you know, she's telling me about it. I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm like, well, let me ask Game BJ. And she's like, yeah, it's going to be on Shutter. She done it. So I watched it with Roxy and watching her like lock in that to me it was a sell of like even if it's not for me directly watching her reaction she gets it these kids get that that's yeah. why the craft legacy everyone shit all over it no it's a fun movie mm-hmm. uh the black the last black christmas remake they shit all over it no there was some valiant attempts made in those characters yeah. this new stuff freaky is another great example of a god what what a blast like yeah. and, and most recently total a totally killer totally what killer, a, yeah what a good time like yeah. they're they're putting all these they're all kind of kitchen sink movies in a lot of aspects but i love that because that's what we all liked like yeah i mean if you look back at the stuff that we the, the fucking Friday the Thirteenth films, the yes. Texas Chainsaw films, are not high concept. You know, like no, no, lick, lick my plate, you dog dick, is not a like a, a like a Shakespeare. You know, right, <laughs> like, right. It's um, so it is a, uh, yeah, it's very much a thing of like we we have to, and the same thing is going to happen. There are always going to be tentpole horror movies that kind absolutely. Of, yeah, kind of speak to the human condition and speak yeah. to like a a, a a headier you know kind of thing. You yeah. don't always need that, and to so no. to shit on these other things is just like, come on, you know, it's you're doing the same thing that Siskel and Ebert did, you know, during the right, right. horror movies of it, the eighties. Every and, slasher movie, they shit on it. Yeah. So, and what did they do? They drove us to watch it. Exactly, and that's what, and that's all you're doing here. The more people shit talk Skinnamarink, the more people are going to watch it, you know? And, like, absolutely. again, I can say all day that I didn't dig it, but, like, I am fascinated 
that people found it to be so scary. Yes. Something that worked for so many. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like it is. And I think like I I will 100% say I think that I have a little jealousy in that of like, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could replicate that kind of dread. And I am so proud of that filmmaker for like being able to create a thing that like he thought was going to be scary. You yeah, know, yeah. and like that, that lingers, you know, yeah, it, it, it's this bubbling surface the whole yep. time. That's really fucking unnerving to think about. So, like, as we talk, you know, as the, to go back to the question of like, what is what is, you know, the modern kind of horror and what does that look yeah. like? And, you know, I don't, I think the idea of rules is kind of out the window, you know, in mm, a lot of ways. Um, I agree. Yeah. And it kind of has to be like, we have to do away with so much of the the shit that, you know, from the horror of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and aughts, you know, like, we have yeah. to, like, we have to give voices to people who haven't had them. We have to, you know, like, we, I want to see more queer horror. I want to see more, you know, like, uh, gender diverse horror. I want to see, yes. you know, the stuff, like, that Jordan Peele has been doing, you know, where it's much more oh. socially conscious. And, like, even though, and I have tried a handful of times because I find this movie to be fascinating, even though I don't dig it. Us is a fascinating movie. Mm. I, I don't love it. I, you know, okay. Yeah. I like, and I might, I might go like, and I like his other two movies a lot. And I was, yeah. so, I was so scared going into Nope because I was like, man, I really hated us. Like I'm not going to. Nope's now my favorite. Yes. Yep. That's now my favorite of his. Um, yep. that it's, it's, the things when we were a kid, the, the Spielbergness of it. Yep. Like people forget Steven Spielberg made shit that when you were a kid was like, this is upsets me. This scares me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I think he does that thing so well in no, yeah. I mean the, the blood rain scene is just oh. a tense, like oh. visually, I, uh, you know, and um, what, a, what a, <sighs> To to do these big tentpole movies like you'd said, but still like reference reference the the shit that is going to hook the horror fan, man, that's yeah. impressive. That's yep. impressive. So it is it is a really cool time um, to 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 love the genre and to be you know we're never we're never gonna get away from remakes. We're never gonna get away from no. sequels. We're never gonna. They're always gonna be there. Yeah. yeah. They're always yeah. going to be there. I, I number one, I think we need to stop. Like, it, there are good ones, you know. We can't like we can't pretend like yeah, that, that yeah. formula doesn't work sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, it it sucks when it doesn't, um, because I do. Think yes, because it gives them so much fodder to. Right, right. Yeah. And well, and it also takes away from the opportunity of somebody. Yes, who could who, who could have done it better? You know, like, right, um, right, right. You, you know, not to not to shit all over. David Gordon Green, but I think like, that's who I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of he lost the thread for me with the Halloween films. Like yep. I really loved 2018. Um, I thought like, yeah. okay, this is going to be a cool reboot, you know. Yeah. Um, and then really kind of lost me with the next two. And but but so I kept thinking, well, and at that time, like his exorcism movies, his exorcist movies were. Um, announced, so I kept thinking, yeah. well, he's put all of his energy into this, and then that hopefully wasn't true, you know, like, I, yeah, because because the believer is kind of tepid, you know, um, yeah, 
Yep. And so they, it was not a good response. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. Um, I, I do, I do lament the, those things. Um, oh, oh, same, same. I think there's a time, I think a lot of people in the, in the horror genre, there's some people that are lifers and then there's some people that it's like, you probably should have gotten out three or four films ago. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think, I think because horror wants to take you. Yeah. I think I mean, some of our favorite. I think yeah. some of our favorites probably fell prey to that, you know. I believe they did, yeah. You yeah. know, Wes's last few movies just did, you know, I mean, John Carpenter's last few movies, yep. you know. Yeah. Rom- Romero was hit or miss with his last movies, you know, like they, Oh yeah, yeah. You know. No question. Um, I love Land of the Dead, you know, like I think that that's So a, do I. Yeah, I think that's such a fun movie. Um but like Diary was, you know, whatever. Um but yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I, you know, you have younger people coming up that are so much more socially conscious that are, that are learning that it's okay to talk about things, Yeah, you know, that I do think we're going to see some really interesting um, voices. Emerge. I do too. I, um, I, I, I think we are, do you think I'm just throw this at you? Yeah. The, the weirdness, the aesthetic of nineties horror which is the nineties are very big with these kids because we work in these, you know, these, these two, you know, two decade cycles, basically the aesthetic of nineties horror. It was a weird time. Do you think that that's going to follow the music and the fashion in? I bet it does. You know, I bet we see, I bet we see the pendulum start to swing that way. Um, I don't, I think tonally we're seeing it a little bit already, but I think like, I think like the throw, like we're going to start seeing throwback movies, you know, like we're going to, I agree. You know, um, which is going to be wild. Like I'm, I'm officially at the age where that kind of thing is weird to me now. Like that, it is very surreal and it's in, um, I'm just like, I, you know, like I have stations that I put on at work and like the younger people that I work with are like, this is like the oldie station now. And I'm like, you are out of your fucking mind. Take that. Oh, man, I, I say that with a seaweed hat on and a Lemonheads t-shirt. And then I'm like, like it's not that old. Like it's, yeah, it's real yeah, fucking old. yeah. Let me enjoy fucking, you know, Possum Kingdom by myself, please. Can I just can like I like having just... your kid having your kid walk out of her room in a my bloody Valentine t-shirt and you're like What? Yeah. Like, yep. like oh, I love it. I'm glad you're listening to them. Like like yep. I, I, it makes me so happy, but I want I'm curious if like some of so we watched this movie Dark Harvest last night. Oh, how did you like it? I'm desperately want to see it. It was a fucking riot, dude. We okay, had a cool. blast. Cool. It is a it is a zero inhibitions. It's messy. It's it, the melodrama is like turn it all around, <laughs> rip the not rip the dial off. Uh they do like you can tell the film you can tell David Slade was like I'm going to put some David Lynch in there. I'm going to put some Stephen King in here. I'm going to put some fucking Rick Baker effect. Like 
Oh, it's hell yeah. everything. You know, and of course it's set in the early 60s, so they got like the greaser. It's fucking, it's a blast. I had so <laughs> much fun, dude. And I, like, we were watching and Ashley was like, I'm kind of obsessed with this monster. She's like, I don't know what it is, but I'm kind of obsessed with it. Sawtooth Jack, is that his name? Sawtooth Jack. Yeah. And I, me, I loved it. Um, because I loved how campy it is and like in unabashedly so, but I also know if you scroll letterbox, the amount of people that are like, <laughs> fuck this movie, like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that you hate it. I personally, I, I had a fucking blast. I had such a good time with it. And that's what I want more of. Do that. Do that. Yeah. Like do more of that shit. Cobweb we can have both. What you, oh, Cobweb. That's interesting. Did you, did y'all like that one? Yes, uh, it was it was a uh, it, because I, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Lizzie Kaplan was was acting in a movie that she was not in. And yeah, I I have a soft spot for people that do that. Yeah, shit. sure. It's very much a David Lynch thing. Like are, you're acting, but that's not how people act. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> it was both. I mean, both of them, her and Anthony Starr, both were just oh, like same. Yeah. Um, that one didn't work so much for me. I I totally get why it wouldn't. Yeah, like tonally, I thought, or like um, visually, I thought it was like really interesting. Um, but when you get to like the meat of it, like what it is, it's yeah, there's just not a lot there. You know, no, not at all for what it reveals. Yeah, 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 and it's like, oh, you didn't, you didn't you didn't set up for this really very much at like, you know, Not so at all. <laughs> you just kind of have to accept it. And like me and my partner both kind of accepted it, but we were like, boy, that's weird. Like that's, that's super fucking weird. That, um, and I think that's more, I'm more intrigued by the weirdness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because there was this aspect, because what they reveal in the end, you're like, what? Like what? <laughs> but also like, you can't watch the fly and not get the backstory as to why. Right. You know, like I, there definitely, there should have been much more exposition explaining how the fuck we got there. Yeah. Like if, you know, if in, in the beginning we just get Jeff Goldblum and then suddenly, you know, we get stage three Brundlefly. It's like, oh shit. Um, there's a missing piece here, y'all. Like, what no, we- by the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't even call it a good movie. Like, like objectively like i can't be like that's a good movie no it's not it's it's a it's a silly fucking (laughs) monster movie yeah uh and those two were acting in a lizzie kaplan was playing like the panicked horror mom slash hag he was playing the uh, the uh, oh, there's there's an underlying seething rage and violence that it, we're waiting to pop out of him at any so time. So he was playing the standard cis white man, is what you mean? Absolutely, <laughs> he was. Yeah, that was the, the one thing we've seen all of time. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing about him specifically. It was like, oh, you are like this this teacher of color like needs to get to leave like. You're, yeah. well, you're in danger. Like this yes. guy is, this guy is like so menacing and like, this is not how people react or act at all. No, um, no, not even close. 
but just so bizarre. Like it, it takes oh. such a weird turn. But honestly, yeah, I I would prefer more big swings. I obviously yeah. I want I want big swings that like have set up and payoff. But like, of course, if you're gonna give me like some wild weird shit like that, go, go like go for it. Like give me the give me yeah. the you know. Yeah. Um, I also think like or what I hope is gonna happen is that we're going to see. I hope like on the other end of this, the writer strike and the, the actor strike, we, we see that that maybe leads to like studios and streaming platforms be a little bit smarter about like when and where they release their content and how they release mm. it. Yeah. Cobweb, Cobweb should have released this month. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't care. I don't care whether or not I love the movie. It should have come out this month. Absolutely. It came out in the heat of summer. Like nobody, like, and why? Right. What is the you know, Dark Harvest should be theatrical. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, I, even though I haven't seen it yet, it, it's like it doesn't matter. Like, if they had put some even a few marketing dollars behind that, every yeah. everybody would have gone to see a fucking uh, MGM is at the front of the like. Yep. Yep. I mean that like butts would have been in the seats. It can't. It can't have been a terribly expensive movie to make, you know. Like it's I, not. No. And and so yeah, it is a really. It's an interesting landscape. Like and you know, to go back to kind of the beginning of the conversation where we talked about like not hanging your worth on a thing and like yeah, you, it's it's hard with film because it's like boy, I'm I have to like with my first feature, it's like I have to kind of nail it you know like because i don't know that i'm gonna get another opportunity right yes absolutely yeah and moreover if i do this opportunity well it does set me up for an easier time hopefully like that's the hope right it's like yeah cool i've and that's and that's what me and um you know another creative person have talked about like uh, in in trying to get dream of drowning going and it's mm. just it's the same person who kind of give gave me this opportunity for a feature they were like listen we know you can tell a story but like we want to see you make a movie and then we can take that to people and say hey yep. wolf, wolf did this thing give them more money to make this bigger mm. you know yes yeah so that's very much the hope you know is that and and like it's different it's literally different for everybody now, you know, like the idea of like the Hollywood system and like how all that works out is just everybody's leaving Hollywood. You know, everybody's leaving LA Um, building their own entertainment systems, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay. So like the way you get a movie made is different for everybody. So it really, I think it really, there is still a, you you gotta, you know, you can sell the sizzle for a long time, but eventually you got to sell the steak. You know, and like, yes, that's where I'm at. You know, I'm trying yeah. to sell the steak. So, <clears throat> well, speaking of that, uh, to to bring this thing around to the end, yeah, what I would like you to do is I would like you to I, lay lay it all out there. Let people know uh, where they can where they can find it. Um, we'll of course put the link in our in the bio for this this episode. Um, where can they find all of this information uh, on on uh, on Ghost and and uh, and where the project sits currently? 
put the socials out there. Give us all of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as of right now, let's let's pull up the exact total. Um, yep. We are. We had some some uh, donations come in today. Right. We are currently at fifteen thousand two hundred and fifty eight of twenty thousand, which is huge. Um, yes. We are seventy six percent funded. When this goes up on Wednesday, um, you know, we will be just under a week left in the campaign, which, again, is 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 huge. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we are in a really advantageous spot. Obviously, I think we're going to hit our 20. It would be really nice to hit 25 to 30. Uh, that will take care of our fees and take care of the fulfillment. Um uh, one of our big perks, uh, a very good dear friend of mine, Julian Baker of the band Boy Genius, um, has big big Julian Baker household here. So cool, that's very you know, very cool. That, that's where uh, Wolf gets a lot of cool points too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and believe me, that has been worldwide. <laughs> like, I, I'm getting I'm getting my cool points right now. I have like three to 450 new followers on Instagram of like kids, you know, who I cannot follow back because they're like, you know, 14 to 17. And it's like, no kids, like, you know, excuse, excuse you. (laughs) Yeah. Appreciate you, but I will not be following back, but it has been, you know, just to talk on that for a second, it has been such a cool, like Julian is like I said, a dear friend who wants to do more scoring, like wants to get into this. So when she and I talked recently, I was, you know, I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm bothering, you know, like I, this part of like asking you to do a thing or like follow up on a thing feels slimy, you know, cause it's the part of promotion that I don't like. Oh, it's the gross part. Yeah. I totally get it. It's worse. Yeah. And she's like, dude, like this is like, we, I want to do this. You know, she said like, yeah. I want to be doing more of this kind of thing. And the the hope is that like, this works out in such a way that like, she actually does the scoring for dream of drowning, like the full, the full score, yeah. Um, yeah. which I'm, I'm very excited. About. Um, yeah. But already just like having her name attached has been so huge for the campaign. Like the, the young, the young Twitter queers have come out of, have come out of the woodwork. Um, Hell yeah. And you know, so if we can hit 25 to 30 and get that fulfillment, you know, taken care of to, to press those vinyl. Cause that, that was the thing we're offering a seven inch vinyl one that just has her piece of the score on it. Um, and it's going to be a standard white vinyl. Um, and then we're also offering a clear version, uh, that will be signed by the, by her and the the cast and myself. Um, so, um, amazing. Yeah. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, but we are like, you know, I gave the number we're pretty, we're pretty far ahead, but you know, I want to push us as far as we can go. Um, yeah. In these last few days, um, you can find everything on Kickstarter. Just search "Giving Up the Ghost." Tap the link in the uh, the description mm-hmm. for the episode, um, and you can find me. I'm I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Instagram. I'm on X for right now. Like that is one that is. I oh, it's 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 hanging. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that thing is. Uh, <laughs> it, that would stocky and corroded and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it is a it is. Uh, tenuous at best um i i would it would take a miracle to keep me on there much longer um yeah. but um everywhere at underscore wolf like me um yeah. you can find me um uh, but yeah the big one right now is just is just looking up the kickstarter um i don't know what like if there's like a uh post 
uh, uh, like contribution thing. I I don't know that we can do that with films. I I know you can do it with like, oh, other yeah. kinds of projects, yep. but I think like yep. this is it. We're one and done. So yep. uh, get your vinyl, get your t-shirts, get your all your your cool right. stuff. Help, they help are coming back. Films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the vinyl the vinyl is one hundred percent exclusive. Like <laughs> it will not be available after this. So it's very much like a you know like let's let's uh get get it while it's hot kind of deal right um, and i i do know that there are plenty of people listen to the show that are vinyl perverts and and punks cool. yeah so look julie julian baker yeah i don't know guys i don't know else I, like, you yeah you I mean, like vinyl? prove it put some money on giving up the go yeah like that's the thing like you were i mean you're not and that's you know a lot of people have said that they're like oh you know big julian baker fan i really want this vinyl but what's been so beautiful, kind of like with horror fans, like Julian and Boy Genius fans have been so kind. And like there hasn't been a single, and I say this without hyperbole, there hasn't been a single negative comment that I have seen surrounding only seen involvement, good. involvement with this. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it has been like so cool. They kind of came out of the woodwork to help spread it around. One of the most heartfelt comments for me that I saw, a girl saw my post on an early Julian Baker group about this. Like I posted it early for them before Julian's people, yeah. people shared it. Another girl commented on it and said, oh, my God, it was so nice meeting you at Madison Square Garden. Thank you for sharing this with me there. So like this girl thought met a fan at a, at their Madison Square Garden show and thought enough about Julian doing this that she wanted to share it with her and that was just oh that was that's, just, it's just you know i it, that one really got me um so yeah it is it we're we're one of kickstarter's projects we love which was very yes. cool um yep. you can find us there everywhere right now uh Help us, help us get, you know, every, every back that we possibly can in the next yes. five days. Um, folks, Giving Up the Ghost, go to kickstarter.com, look up Giving Up the Ghost. They stand at $15,258 raised of 20000 There are seven days to go at the time we're recording this. By the time this hits your feeds, you'll have a little less than a week. This is, this is this is important to me having you on having my friend wolf on is important to me. Yes. Seeing her project come to life is important. Yes. But know that when you support something like this, you're keeping art moving forward. You're keeping, we have so many things that are regressing in our world right now. Let's work towards something that progresses. And wolf, I friend, I tell you this often, but I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so Thank proud. So of you. I'm so excited for this. I love you dearly. This is, uh, I say this, you know, without any sort of exaggeration, this was the perfect way to kind of end like my, my press cycle for, for this Good. project. Uh, this is by and away my favorite chat that I've had so far. So thank you so much. Your support has always kept me going and has meant the world to me. So I, uh, I'm just, I'm very overwhelmed right now with like, I, uh, yeah, I'm so awesome. grateful. You, I'm so grateful you're here. Um, and I'm, I'm, and what I do want to say this on Mike, we'll, we'll properly say goodbye to each other. We'll, we'll get sure, sure. after we stop recording. I want to say this, um, watching getting sober is not easy. It is 
typically not done under the best circumstances. It is an ugly process. Dealing with oneself can be a very ugly, tumultuous process. You confronted it head on. And as life unfolded new things and new chapters presented themselves, you have handled it with grace. You have handled it with empathy and with patience. And who you are, who I knew you as, and who I know you as now, and I'm getting emotional too. <laughs> I, I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. And I cannot wait for the world to find out how special you are, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That really means the world to me. I've been, uh, I've been holding this in to tell you because <laughs> I want people to know when they support giving up the ghost, they're supporting, they're supporting a really wonderful human being who, who has surrounded themselves with other wonderful human beings to bring something to, to the world. So that's, I'm proud. Uh, thank you so much. And yeah, you kind of hit the nail. I mean, I, I am surrounded by, by love and kindness and people yes. you know, who, who want to see, want to see it succeed. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that means the world to me. Thanks. Wes. Yes. Giving up the ghost, find it on Kickstarter. It will be in the bio for this episode. Uh, Wolf. I love you, friend. I love you too, bud. Thanks we'll for being on. Again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why did we ever meet? Tell it to my face, don't.